Hello, and welcome to Let Me Tell You a Story podcast, produced by ED Media. Today's story is from the best-selling novel, Journey to the Kingdom of Soul, written by author Everlast. Chapter 26 The industry army flooded the clearing in front of the brook with frontline soldiers, archers and catapults armed with heavy boulders. Through the ranks the tension was thick enough to suffocate the common civilian, but industry army soldiers were bred for this. High up top of the battlements on the 50-foot-tall protective wall, the brook's archers stood armed and ready for their order to fire on the mass body that idly surrounded their city. I'm going up, Major Zor said to Timuz, who simply nodded and continued to stare at the large wall. The brook's flags flew high in the air, on top of the battlements giving the old city a respected look on the low mountain top. The archers pointing their weapons at his army was the furthest thing from his dark mind. The only thing Timuz could think about was locking eyes with the big black bear he was there to skin, and use his fur as a rug at the foot of his throne. Alhadik, join me, Zor ordered as he rode his horse through the ranks. They rode up the hill and stopped one hundred feet from the closed portcullis. State your business, D. Tiger growled from behind the gate. Zor looked over to Alhadik as if to say, Should I answer that? Then back to the Red Tiger. I want to face to face with the head of your military, Zor stated. D. Tiger looked over to Brendan and grinned. They wish to speak with us. Let's do it then, Brendan answered, then gave the signal to raise the gate. Brendan rode down the hill on his brown horse. When he was fifty feet away from Zor and Alotic, D. Tiger dashed out of the gate, sending a nervous shockwave through Zor and his entire army behind him. They did not know how to react to the 450-pound red bangle tiger galloping down the hill. The last thing Zor and Elhadik were going to do was show fear. So they stood their ground. Brendan and D. Tiger stopped five feet away from Zor and Elhadik. If you think we are about to negotiate our people's independence, you are sadly mistaken, D. Tiger growled, setting the tone for their little meeting. If you don't, you know this will turn bloody, Zor boldly predicted. And what do you think you will find on the other side of that wall? D. Tiger snarled. I'm sure we will find a land full of people that would rather work this out peacefully, than to engage in a battle with the industry army, Zor proudly boasted. D. Tiger smiled. I tell you what, I'm going to give you and your army five minutes to get off of our land. And if we don't, Elhadik said, fed up with the Humanal's tough talk. Then we will show you how far my people are willing to go in the name of High Hop. D. Tiger growled. And what do you have to say to this? Zor asked Brendan, to see if the human had more authority over the animal. Our brigade leader has spoken. Now you have three minutes left, Brendan said. You fools will wish you worked out a deal with us, Alhadik snarled. Time's up, D. Tiger snapped, then in one jump he leapt into the air and crashed into Alhadik's chest knocking the man off of his horse. The horse whined and jumped out of the way as D. Tiger tackled Elhotic down to the ground. Ah, get off of me! Elhotic barked as he wrestled with the large tiger. But his cries were cut short by a swift slap from D. Tiger's paw. Three claw wounds opened up on Elhotic's cheek, sending blood flying into the air. Zor hopped off of his horse, drawing his sword. Brendan got his horse under control, then used it to ram into Zor, sending the major flying through the air. D. Tiger wanted to send a message to Timuz and his army. Roar. He growled, then took a fatal bite into Elhotik's neck, killing the commander instantly. Zor scrambled to his feet and tried to shake off the cobwebs, 
but it was too late because D. Tiger and Brendan was already making their way back up the hill. The entire industry army watched in horror as their beloved commander was slaughtered by the Red Tiger. Attack! Attack! Commander Gossi ordered. Archers fire! Saku stood atop of the tall wall watching the sea of approaching industry army soldiers, waiting for the right moment. Roar! Steady! Saku ordered, with his right hand raised high in the air. Zor made it to his feet and looked over to his dead comrade. His blood immediately began to boil. The vibration of his troops coming up the long hill made Zor turn to face them. His eyes were full of fire and voice full of rage when he pointed to the brook and screamed, Kill them all! The charging soldiers roared even louder, as the major continued on with his raging rant. You will make them kneel before me. Their souls will be taken by force. Fire! The order came down with Saku's arm, sending off a rainstorm of poisonous arrows. A-W-W-W! Shields up! Shields up! Screeching cries, mixed with shouting rang out as hundreds of industry army soldiers dropped down to one knee and put up their hardwood and metal shields. Fire! Saku ordered, sending off another round of arrows. Bodies began to trample over bodies, giving the arrows the small window they needed to do their damage, cutting down the defenseless in mid-stride. Feeling like they were slowing down, Captain Ishmael pressed the front line forward. Let's go! Keep moving! Fire! A round of torch-lit arrows flew from the second tier of the army's formation. Lighting up the afternoon sky, the arrows pierced through the air striking flags, the wall and shields held up by brigade warriors. The industry army front line made enough progress to set up makeshift ladders against the wall. There on the wall, someone shouted down the track. Release the oils. Siku ordered, with his command echoed down the line. Big black kettles filled with bubbling black oil was turned over onto the heads of the unsuspecting invaders. Ah! Help me, light it up. Siku ordered, then stepped back. A single torch was tossed over the wall and into the hot oil. Whoosh! No! Screams of agony echoed up and down the line, as the hot oil turned to fire. A protective wall of fire ignited around the city, setting everything in its path ablaze. The chaotic scene was too much for the captain to take anymore. Pull back! Pull back! Keep firing! Siku ordered, as the archers released a fresh round of arrows down into the crowd. Major Zor walked back to where Itmus was sitting patiently on top of his black stallion, watching the beginning stages of what looked to be a fierce battle. I see the legend is true about the Red Tiger. He looks like he will be a great asset to us, Timu said. Zor wasn't in the mood for Timu's humor. His blood was boiling hotter than the fire that ran around the wall of the jungle city. All he wanted to do was kill the Red Tiger. Now Timu's was talking about keeping it. That red savage will be dead by tomorrow, Zor spat. Then he grabbed the reins of a free horse and straddled it. Timu simply grunted, and continued to watch the large fire hug the perimeter wall. Major Zor rode off, barking orders at every commander and captain on the battlefield. They drew first blood by sending the red tiger to assassinate Commander Ahadik. Now it was Zor's turn to answer, chapter break. Papa Big, the battle has begun. Diop said, dipping his head into the room. Okay. Go get P.D. the wizard please. And you two meet us at the front of the castle, Papa Big said. Yes sire, Diop said, then quickly ran off to fetch the wizard. 
Papa Big and Lady Light sat back watching the fire in the fireplace. Moments like these were priceless to the couple. Just the two of them, their thoughts, and silence around them. Lady Light took his paw and squeezed it. I guess this is it, huh, he said with a smile. You know I'm proud of you, Lady Light said. Why? I didn't do anything yet, Papa Big joked. Oh yes you did, Lady Light said, looking into his eyes. You made us as a people see that our freedom and independence is worth fighting for, no matter who the enemy is. Spoken like a true first lady, Papa Big said. He stood up and pulled his wife to her feet. Then kissed her. The beauty of Papa Big and Lady Light privately happens when they connect with each other intimately. Something the rest of the world had the good fortune to see. The moment Lady Light's lips touched the big black bears, Papa Big transformed into a six-foot-five, three-hundred-pound black man. They kissed and embraced for a long moment before Papa Big pulled back and looked into her eyes. My Lady Light, I love you. I love you too. Papa Big smiled, then his face and body slowly began to turn back into a bear. Good. Now let's go, we have a battle to win. Lady Light grabbed her powerful walking stick and together they walked out of the council room. Four guards waited in the hallway for them, and got right in step with their king and queen as they marched down the hallway without saying a word. Hey everyone, it's Author Everlast. I want to thank you for listening to Let Me Tell Your Story podcast. Tune in for the next episode. God bless and be safe.